camera on. Let's do it. All right, and we live. Um, you know, welcome to Dream Chasers. Um, we really want to try to help um, parents and, and kids reach their goals. Uh, what I want to start doing is maybe once or twice a week, maybe getting somebody on that, um, you know, knows the game of basketball, been around the game of basketball, um, can help with um, some of some of the, the conflicts and problems that a parent may have, um, no matter what level it is. Maybe if your, your child's playing high school ball or um, playing middle school ball, may have gotten cut. Uh, no matter what it is, we want to we want to find a way to try to better these kids and get back to the game. Uh, I got Keevan Roberts on. What's up, man? What's going what's on? What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for the invite. Man, I'm doing good, man. So um, everything that we're gonna talk about is I'm giving a disclaimer. This is um, this is our opinion. You may not, you may or may not agree with what we have to say, but uh, this is our opinion. Um, you know, uh, Keevan has coached for a good little while. I've coached and trained and been around NBA players and all that good stuff, but that doesn't make us right. We're just going to kind of tell you, um, uh, from our experience, what we think, what our kids are going through and all that good stuff. So Keevan, man, tell me, um, I know you have a daughter playing ball. Tell me a little bit about that. She's, uh, she's 12 years old, uh, playing okay. sixth grade ball. She's playing both school ball, which is uh, very, uh, very unique right now with the, the climate we're in with the preparing COVID-19. So right. she's playing AAU ball and also playing school ball. Um, right. And we'll get into that too, but she's playing both. And okay. And okay. Okay. What grade, what grade is she in? She's in sixth grade. Okay. Okay. She's, she's a sixth grader. She's a sixth grader. So and same thing. Sixth grade too? Yep. Yep. Same thing with me. My, my daughter's in sixth grade. Um, she plays basketball. She's, um, She's training. Um, they're getting ready for their uh, school ball season if they're going to have it, which I'm not sure what's going right. to go with that COVID right. thing after Christmas and right. all that. Right. But she's doing that, um, just trying to just trying to guide her along the lines of uh, you know along her journey. You know what I mean? I want yeah. I want her to do it better than uh, myself and her mom you know could have or anything like that. So uh, one thing I want to I want to talk I want to touch on the topic real fast. Um, Let's talk about um, about kids and playing the game of basketball. So I'm gonna start with this. Um, you start to talk about AAU basketball. Do you think that's needed? What do you think about that? I think uh, I think kids can benefit from all forms of basketball. Right. I was not in a position in my uh, basketball path to play AAU. Uh -huh. I uh, primarily played backyard basketball. Right. Play backyard basketball from zero right. to seventh grade when I made my first team. Right. Uh, but I never had an opportunity to play basketball for AAU. And I, right. and I often thought that uh, had I had that chance, maybe I'd have had better competition. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I think there is a lot to be said uh, for all the backyard games I had, all the right. empty. Uh, gym that me and friends just went into with Cinnabon and found a place right. to play in. All right. the parks where we could just go at it, roll the ball out, play all night long with no right. referees, no parents, and it was just us being tough on each other. Right. So I don't know if there's a right or wrong or a better. Or, I think it's just, you know, some kids gain a lot from one and others gain much from another. So I think it right. depends on the kid. 
Yeah, I, I, I think AAU is a avenue. I mean, um, you know, part of it, maybe a kid that hasn't played that much and they're trying to learn the game um, at a younger age, maybe you do do a lot of AAU through that. I mean, I'm not saying that um, either way is right or wrong, but I think AAU is more or less the value of it comes from um, once they once they go to high school. I mean, if you if you go to the right tournaments, you can be seen through that. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe you're not maybe you're not that crossover player. Like a lot of times, it doesn't really matter if you're a crossover player because if you're a crossover player, which is like a blue chipper or somebody that's on their radar, they're going to come to the school to see you. Absolutely. Right? They're gonna they're gonna make that they're gonna make that trip. Whereas I'm the guy that. I'm kind of I'm, I'm on the borderline. I can play a little bit. I'm starting to grow into my body, or I'm the girl that is starting to grow into my jump shot, and my game is starting to trans is starting to uh, translate over. All the training and practices are getting to the point that it translate over. Now, um, through playing in this tournament, and you know you have a Sydney Parish, or you have one of the top uh, boys basketball players that are there. Now I can be seen off of that. You know what I mean? You got Kentucky there. You got Notre Dame. They're here yep. to see these kids, yep. and maybe that's that's where you go. So the the younger, I think for the younger kids, um, is more or less of you know trying to trying to learn your trying to learn some stuff, fill your way out, and then you know I mean it depends upon the team because a lot of teams are out there just to win. You know what I mean? So it's just a fine line. Um, you know, when you're dealing with the AAU basketball, and you just got to be careful with it, because I mean, you can play AAU basketball year round. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's coaches um, and teams that would love to um, to have some of these kids year round. And that's what they're that's what they're trying to go to. You know, they, to be honest with you, they're trying to push AAU um, almost over high school basketball. Because you think about it, high school basketball, you you have to have what? You got to have grades to play, right? You be ineligible if you play AAU basketball. Like for the kids that didn't make it, that didn't have grades. Now all of a sudden, you can play. You can play year round, and and now you know you can you can probably go to school for that, or or forego or go to the NBA or whatever. So, next question: um, How many games is too many games to play for these kids? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, I definitely think too many games is too much. Um, Kids start to fatigue, and when they start to fatigue, they start to take on bad habits. Right. They're um, shooting the ball from the hip, and right. that's the proper form because my body's tired, my mind is tired. Um, I also know that the body starts to take a lot of wear and tear after all of these games. Wear right. and tear. I was just thinking about uh, an AAU team that I had at Brownsburg uh, uh, High School. Okay. So, Ben Davis. I had a fifth grade AAU team. I had two phenomenal players on this team. They were just beasts. They could go out, get you buckets, every game. I mean, they were just phenomenal to watch. But I kept up with those kids through the years. And those kids kind of phased out because they played so much. And some of the kids that did not play in the fourth grade, the fifth grade, the sixth as much, when they got to seventh and eighth, they started to take on and be dominant players. And I cannot think of this kiddo's name, but he signed with Michigan State. Okay. Uh, what is his name? He signed with Michigan State. And his dad, uh, he played the last played two or three years ago. Two or three years ago, okay. I'm not sure. From here, played for Ben, Dave, played for, uh, ben Davis. Played for Ben Davis High School. Ended up right. signing with Michigan State. 
was a standout player and started at Michigan State. Mm. He did not get a single kick on my AAU squad. <laughs> it didn't he matter, did huh? not play. Right, I was just right. telling my daughter this story. I said, Brooklyn, it doesn't matter who the best player now is. Right. And playing all of those games right now don't matter. It's your fundamentals that matter. It's right. your understanding where to be on the floor at the right time. Understanding right. what the coach is asking you to do. Understanding right. and being a student of the game. Also, having good grades, having right. a good attitude, um, helping players up off the floor, doing these small things that coaches are going to look at and want to want to have a, that type of player on their squad and not right. just somebody who can go out and get me 20 points a game but can't play any defense. Right. Um, and so I don't know if playing a million games is going to teach you that. Right. I think being in the right environment with the right coach, uh, maybe the right people, maybe right. some of, even the right teammates that have the right, uh, right mindset is going to help you get that type of mindset. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. So Kimberly Thomas, hey, Kim, how you doing? Uh, she said, uh, I've had trouble finding AAU leagues for girls. Any suggestions? Um I mean, I, I know there's a couple programs that are out there that's doing well. Uh, I know IGB, um, IGB is doing well. I know Jim Rats is doing well. Uh, PTG Eagles is doing well. I mean, it's a it's a couple different it's a couple different that you can look for. I mean, for girls, it's pretty slim at the younger ages. Um, Indiana Elite has something too as well. But as you go up, I mean, it will get better and better. And you and you kind of um, what you say? I'm trying to remember what you said. Um, Oh, you kind of touched on it. I was going to hit you with this next question. Okay, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, how do how do parents deal with um, having a really good basketball player at the early ages? And see, I, I'm, I'm going to give you my I'm going to give you my take on it before you. I mean, you kind of touched on it, but I, I'll kind of go on this one. So, um, a lot of times, kids see, you know, oh, I'm in the fourth grade, and here's uh, little Johnny. Well, Johnny can play better than everybody. He's destined for fame. Mm -hmm. He's gonna go to the NBA. Mm -hmm. He's he's not. He's never gonna have a problem. Okay. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is a couple things with that. One is when kids are really good early on without the proper guidance, it's gonna fizzle because uh, at a young age, if you're good at something, you kind of feel like you mastered it. Yep. Always. You always feel like oh, I don't have to. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't have to go out. I don't have to work as hard. I don't have to go out and. Um, you know, these, uh, you know, stuff becomes, um, it, it's almost beneath you, okay? Another thing with that, when you're really good, and I've seen this a lot on the boys, is like most of the boys that are really good, what are they doing? They're changing from team to team to team to team. You know what I mean? They're playing over here mm -hmm. to win that tournament. They're playing over here to win that one. They're playing mm -hmm. here. They're going to get that burnout. They're going to get that burnout factor. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just, you know, when you're, when you're really good, um, younger, a lot of stuff really starts to go to your head. You know what I mean? And like I said, without the proper guidance, that's that's going to hurt you. One thing that kids have to realize is that no matter how good somebody is, there's so many different factors, right? It's like it's like your daughter, okay? She uh, She's in the sixth grade. You know, it may be a kid that's better than her offensively. It may be a kid that's all around better than her right now. My child, your child, whatever it is, they can be all around better than our children. But what if my daughter grows six inches? Mm -hmm. 
What if she grows into her coordination? What if she grows into her feet? What if she what if she starts to understand what this kid understood that made them better than everybody? Typically when kids are better when their head and shoulders better than everybody else, they're better because they they may have a level of understanding that everybody else doesn't have. Or, you know, they they, they have a knack um, you know, in the game. Like I, I see a lot of kids that are really good, they have a knack for the ball. They know how to steal the ball there. But as you go up, kids start understanding, okay, I can't make that pass. I mean, pass fake. And now you jump out of position, and you've been playing like that for years. How do you adjust? Mm -hmm. So I, I know I took a lot of time on that. What is your thoughts, man, on the young blue chips? Uh, I, I, you know, I just I tell my daughter that it's in, I, I share with you what I tell her. I say, don't, don't come home and be sad about you didn't have the most points today. Right. Don't be sad that you're not the player that everybody's chasing off the floor today. Right. I want you to be focused on, and, I, and this is what I tell her, right or wrong, I want you to be focused on your junior, senior year of high school, your freshman, sophomore year of high school. Now, right. we've been saying this since elementary, since the uh, – we were at the YMCA, and there were some ringers that would score 10 points a game at the Y. Right, right. Yeah, you might not have had 10 today, but I'm not worried about you having 10 at the Y. Right, I want you to right. have fun at the Y. Right, okay, right. Now we're in the third or fourth grade. I don't want you to worry about scoring 20. I want you to right. have fun. I've been preaching fun from day one because I know that after a while, this game gets to drag on you. Like I talked about before, it drags right. on your joints. It drags on you emotionally. So... I, I think it's great to see these players at a young age who are just ringers. LeBron right. James is one of them. People recognize LeBron James' uh, talent at a young age. And, yes, right. he's a one-in-a-million player. So right. that happens. But most of the time, uh, uh, kids that are that good, that young, don't have the mentality to keep up right. the, the drive. And, right. and, and, and they don't have somebody who's pushing them to get better every day. Yeah, right. you're the best, but I want you to get better. That's really right. hard. So I think it's great for blue chippers. I think it's amazing that kids can do so much at a young age. But I don't, I, I don't want my daughter, your daughter, or a kid to get scared that that right. kid, because this kid is the best today, they're going right. to be the best tomorrow. That's not the right. Case. Right. And you know what? You you hit you hit that right on the head. I mean, this day and age, you know, stuff is not fun no more. I mean, it's coaches screaming, yelling, oh, oh my God. you know, oh, you lose a game or yeah. you, you turn the ball over that lost the game for you. And, you know, is is the, the fun has been taken out of it. And like you said, when you start getting when you get to high school, you know, get to a high school a program that's that's, um, you know, chasing chasing a title every year and then go to college like college ball. Like it's just a, it's a whole different animal, because when you start talking about like having to win like really having to do what it takes to win high school basketball is not going to be fun you got some coaches that are going to say some stuff you know to your kids sometimes that you may not agree with they they your kids Absolutely. not going to agree with and then if you don't know how to deal with that that's a problem but then don't talk about college college these coaches that's their job that's how they make money yep. so if your child is coming into UConn and Gino Ariyama sees that they're screwing up, what you think he's going to do to her? Yep. You know, you, you see the smiles, you see the glitch, you see the glamour, but that ain't where it's at. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, you hit it right on the head. It's like kids, like 
what we're trying to do, we're trying to make them fall in love with the process and we're trying to make them fall in love with the game enough that when it gets hard, they're not just going to go, they're not just going to run away. You know what I mean? We, we're trying to, we're trying to get it so that, no, I have a love for this game. I have to go for it. And one thing we talk about a lot, um, you know, I talk to a lot of um, high school coaches. I talk to a lot of college coaches. I was talking to a coach the other day and they told me, um, there's like at the college level, um, one thing that kids don't understand what makes players, um, what turns players around, make them NBA players, make them into like the best player in the conference, a Skylar Diggins, stuff like that. They said self-motivation. They said exactly. there's periods, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of periods in, um, you know, in, in the NCAA where, you know, kids are going to be, you know, they may play open gym and, and guess who organize it? The team, yeah. not the, not the coach. But if you're not going to go get your butt in the gym and go shoot extra shots or you're, or you're not going to get in there and work on your weaknesses on the offseason and you're going to wait on the coach, somebody every year, college, somebody's new coming in. They're yeah, coming they, in. They're coming they're in. in. It, it, all, it takes is, all it takes is one little, one little flip, and that's it. <laughs> it's over. You know? um, Scott Blanchard put, uh, early success doesn't, um, doesn't promise future success. Kids develop at different rates. That's that's exactly what I what I said. I, I mean, that's what it is, man. I mean, kids are you just don't know, you know. I mean, I get I, I talk about my brother a lot, and the reason I talk about him, he grew, I think, what seven inches in the summer, and you know, from his from his uh, what was it, his sophomore to junior year, I didn't even recognize who he was, and everybody was like, man, remember this kid? You know, he can't, man, he's he's six eight now. You know, it's like, what? But, and, and think about it, you know, not only growing, but growing into your body. Like, some people, some kids may be big and they may look the part, but they can't play yet because, they, because they're falling over their feet. They're sloppy. They, um, you know, they're, they're not comfortable with their bodies. Imagine what's going to happen when, you know, Two or three years go by, and they work at that. Now that athleticism caught up with their body, you know that that that's, that changes things big time. I'll right? give you a good example of that. Mm -hmm. I had a seventh grade AAU team in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I was uh, I was courted by some guys who put this program together. They wanted mm -hmm. a coach to take this team. They really felt like they had a very promising uh, championship level seventh grade AAU team. Mm -hmm. One of the players on their team was Rajon Rondo. <laughs> so I had two players that were phenomenal players. Right. And I was looking at both players, Rajon and this other kid, playing the same position. Right. Well, Rajon would. Now, a lot of times I'm picking Rajon up, from, but he was always available. He was right. always ready to go. The other right. player who I thought might have been in his same position, right? I'm thinking, who's going who's gonna to take the lead? Right. But Rajon was there every day. Rajon kept his head down. Rajon came to the game, and he played through that. And I watched him pass this other kid up. But at the right. time, man, these two kids were, were similar. Right. So you never know who, at the time, is going to blossom into something else, like an NBA point guard like Rajon did. You, you might right. not. Now, granted, a lot of people did see his talent at that young age, and I did too. But right. you still don't know they're going to turn out to be an NBA player. Right. Or a phenomenal player who's going to have years in the league. You just don't know that. 
Um, so, yeah, like he said, uh, what did he say? How, how did he say uh, uh, current success doesn't equal future success or something to that effect? Right, That's right. Very true. Very right. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, man, I got. I, I'm gonna go over one more thing, man. And then we're gonna we're gonna chop this up. Um, you know, but let's talk about. Um, I'm just looking at a couple of different topics I wrote down. Let's talk about um, actual playing uh, for teams. How many plays is too many plays? And I and I'll start you like this. So let me let me go ahead. Let me. Uh, <laughs> Okay, let me start you off like this. So what I mean by what I mean by that is like um when these teams do get together, there's a lot of sets. Oh kids need to know this, they need to know how to run the set, they need to um you know, certain certain areas in Indiana I think there's like just a lot of plays there's too many plays being ran. Okay. Um and, and especially early on. I think plays, one, turn kids into robots. And what I mean by robots is run the play and you're open for a backdoor, you don't go backdoor. You know what I mean? You don't understand that. Um, I think I think kids need to learn more how to play. I think maybe one or two sets are okay, but they need to learn to play, um, how to play within the set. I think I, I, did a, I did a podcast with my high school coach who is the, uh, he's the coach over at Mount Verde. Now, he coached, um, you know, Coach Al, uh, Sam Dallenberg, Kyrie Irvin, Michael Kidd, Gil Chris, uh, R.J. Barrett, Joel Embiid, um, uh, Obi Toppin. I mean, he 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 has, and he has like next year's draft. I think he has something like seven or eight guys that are going to be like in the top fifteen. He's wow. he's he's so. He told me in the podcast. These was his words, not mine. He said, "Hard." He said, "You know what I work on?" He said. I work a lot on this skill, right? He says, number one, I work on this skill. But he said, hard. He said, I work a ton on knowing how to read, when to cut. He's like, he said, yeah. he said that's the majority of our game. He said, because you got to think about it. If you have a team with like uh, D'Angelo Russell, it was like D'Angelo Russell, it was Ben Simmons, and I think R.J. Barrett all on one team, right? You, do you think defensively they're just going to let these guys walk around and go where they want to go? These guys are top – Right. Whatever in the country, right? But you know, they were they were the best players in the country. They could have went anywhere for school. You think that every every night in night out, people knowing their names is gonna let them walk around and roam the court the way they want? No. So he was just saying, you know, typically when you get good players like that, they tend to get sloppy. They tend to get lazy. They tend to kind of just walk around. He's like, man. He said, I teach. He said, I teach my guys the fundamentals first. And he said, I teach them movement, and I teach them how to read and react. He said, that's typically all that I do. He said, a lot of our plays are really shells of what it is. He said, if you can go beat the guy, go beat the guy. But obviously, certain points in the game when the ball needs to be held back or needs to slow down or we need to run a play to get something, what we're looking for, we'll do that. So um, what's your what's your thoughts on that, man? I gave you, I gave you a, whole, a whole mouthful of that one. You did. When I started out with this, I was on a whole different page. But I think I'm gonna go <laughs> you went somewhere else, right? right. I, I'm, I'm in a totally different place now. But I spent three years at the Butler basketball program with Chef and Matt, who's like my little brother. Mm -hmm. And I watched Brad Stevens orchestrate some of the best thought-out basketball I've personally ever seen. Now, I spent a lot of time with Danny Crum and Wade Houston, two wonderful, phenomenal coaches. I've got a lot right. of history with those guys. Right. But I watched Brad Stevens 
think the game out in a, in a way I had not seen somebody do before. Right. And what he did is he taught those players, I'm not going to call them average because I, I wouldn't call those players average. Okay. But I would definitely say they weren't as sought after as recruits coming out of high school, going mm-hmm. to a small butler. So they went right. to a mid-major Division One school. Right. They weren't uh, uh, household names anybody. Right. Nobody knew a Shelvin Mack or a Gordon Hayward who played right. tennis in high school. Right. Nobody knew these kids. But what Brad Stevens taught them was to read and react. Yeah. And they yeah. knew where to be on defense. So they were going to capitalize on your mistakes time after time. They right. played four athletic teams two years in a row right. and made it to the final game two years in a row. Okay. And almost lost it, or almost won that last one with a last second shot. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and they did it. that by reading the defense, capitalizing off mistakes. Right. And, and, and if somebody made a mistake, they were going to light you up and score a bucket. Right. And they did that night in and night out for three years, and they literally changed the program history of Butler basketball from right. here on out. It'll never be right. the same. Right, absolutely. So, man, I got a couple of comments, and then I'm gonna throw one more thing at you. Gonna be done, I promise you. Because <laughs> they, so Mike, 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 uh, you know, analyzer, Mike, Mike. Uh, I know Mike. Mike's uh, son came to the camp, I believe. Uh, he said, uh, "Kids need to learn how how important it is to play as a team." And then Kevin wow. Lee followed that back up, said exactly one player isn't going to win games, absolutely, and it takes teamwork. So real fast, Mike, I'm going to hit on that. And then Kimberly, I'm going to piggyback this. So the last thing, um, another thing we talk about a lot about is kids need to understand their roles, okay? Now, younger, younger early on, everybody has to, needs to develop, all right, into what you're going to be. But when you start talking about more um, – more serious high school type deal, which that's what I'm talking about. Kids have to understand their role. No matter how good you are, no matter how good you were coming into high school or college, because the process starts all over again. When you get to high school, you're a freshman. Even if you're pretty good, you still have to pay some type of due, right? Yep. After, after, after that, now you go from you know you're paying your dues and maybe you're the sixth man off the bench. All right. Let's say let's say let's say you're lucky enough to start. Still probably going to have some players that are bigger, stronger, faster, that their roles are still to score the basketball because that's my senior. Mm-hmm. I trust her. That's my main ball handler. I trust her. But your your <clears throat> your particular role as a as a freshman coming in may be to, you know, uh, uh, play within the Florida offense, defend a couple other things, whatever. Sophomore year, maybe that changes a little bit. Maybe you're more of a scoring role or whatever, or maybe you went backwards and now you're coming off the bench and now you're a rebounder. Kids got to understand how to how to play within the team and how to have roles, all right? And then on the younger levels, um, you know, even though, you know, my particular kid, let's say my kid is the best kid on the team, that doesn't mean that they're above the team. You know what I mean? You gotta they gotta understand that as well. It's just at, at the younger ages, they have to be groomed for high school and college if that's what they wanna do, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know we don't know if our kids are gonna play all the way up to high school or play in high school or in college, but if if this is what you wanna do, you should be kinda grooming your child like, hey, you know, uh, for this particular team, you're doing this, that, and the other. You know, continue to work on that and get better. But, you know, at this particular point in the game, you should have been doing that. That would have been your role. You know, we need you to rebound the basketball. We need you to play defense. Now, that doesn't mean um, that's all you do. You don't do anything else. You know what I mean? We're just saying, hey, this is 
do do the things that are going to get you on the floor and that's going to keep you on the floor, right? And then from there, branch out and start working on different things. Listen to your coach and that type of thing. But you do have to, um, Mike. That was a, there's a very good comment on um, on kids having to play as a team because I it's right now it's a lot of individuals. I know. Um, uh, one more thing I'm going to say real fast. I know of a kid right now. A kid is a really good basketball player. Uh, I train him. Um, he's having a hard time with finding AAU teams because he wants to be – he's kind of like on that verge. You know what I mean? He was hurt for like his sophomore year, his freshman year. He was he was undersized. And now he grew his athleticism and everything's starting to catch up. He went and tried out for like all the teams in Indy. And, he, and it was, you know, it was go get mine. It wasn't no team basketball. He's rebounding, playing defense, passing ball. People ain't getting the ball back. Like, you know, he's doing – but that's where the game is going to. And, you know, we, we got to get back to, you know, knowing how to play as a team. And then if, if you don't know how to, how to do that or uh, have a role, once you get to college or you get, you know, to varsity, humble pie is coming, right? So people got to know their roles. Your thoughts on that? And we'll finish yeah, up. Your, your role will most likely be sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be handing out water and towels. Out. Right, but, right. But you can look at any championship team on any sports level right. or any organization right. or any business that has capitalized off of their idea. Right, right. The people that have been successful know their roles within the organization. Right, good point. And if you don't know your role within that organization, they will help you figure it out or quickly. move you along quickly. Right. Now, I'll give you another example. Shelvin Mack again. I love this film. Right. Shelvin Mack, nine-year professional basketball player, right. seven of which was in the NBA. Undersized, not speed. Right. Not, I, I mean, he says he can dunk the ball. I don't think he can. But he knows his role with every team he's ever been. Right. Some of those roles, they said, hey, we're going to pay you a million dollars a year or whatever. Just saying it hypothetically. To to mentor this kid on the bench. This is your role. But he learned early on that you have a role to play. And the Butler team that did very well, each one of those players had a role. Right. Everybody stepped on the floor. Hey, I'm going to box out. I'm going to be a defender. I'm going to jump on that ground, get any ball I can. I'm going to be a guy on the sideline who never gets in, but I'm going to get the chair when it's time for a timeout. I'm going to be the first one to get that chair and make sure it's there so the other guys can sit down. Everybody had a role. And and kids learning their roles early, it helps them. And like you said, it doesn't mean that you're just going to be a rebounder for five years, but you know your role on the floor and you do that well. And that'll get you a scholarship. If right. I'm getting 20 rebounds a game, Dennis Rodman is a guy who knew his role. Right, absolutely. He did not care about scoring. Right. Uh, Draymond Green knows his role. Right. You know, he knows exactly what he wants to do. Uh, so you've got guys that understand that they capitalize on that, and, and you can win like that. Right, right, absolutely. So, uh, real fast. Hi, Gabby. <laughs> um, it says, uh, Scott said, uh, said, how does a basketball a basketball guy feel about multi-sport athletes that can't focus on basketball all year? Let me tell you this, Scotty. This is how I feel about multiple sport athletes. I love them. Okay? Me too. Um, the best, the best, pl- that's one of the things that I'm trying to incorporate with my own children. I'm trying to tell them, like, listen, 
don't specialize just in one thing. Like my daughter is, is pretty good in track. I, I, love, I love for her to run track. I love for her to play volleyball. Like I, I, I'd love for my, my goal for my kids is, and like I said, this is my goal. I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm not gonna push them. I, I, I'm gonna mention it and see where they go with it. But my goal is, is for them to letter in three sports. You know what I mean? At least two. At least two, but I would like for them to let in three. Like it's kind of like you know, um, you know, this kid's coming from football, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, a, a all summer, you know, we've been playing those open gyms, but here he come. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, th those are the those are the best, uh, those are the best players. Like baseball and basketball for for uh, for for boys. Um, um, no, no, excuse me. Baseball and football and tennis. Like, football teaches a lot of kids to be fearless. I don't care what nobody says. I mean, yeah. Allen Iverson was a football player. Mm -hmm. LeBron James is a football Them guys don't fear anything. They don't care about nothing. You know what I mean? Um, um, you know, uh, track. You know, be, be, being, being a track star, being able to run quickly and get to the spot, that's all going to help for basketball. So I think uh, at the end of the day, you know, we should be pushing our kids to be great, not just basketball. You know what I mean? Dream Chasers Podcast is not, I know we I know we specialize in basketball. It's not just about basketball. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I probably need to start reach out and grabbing some more athletes in different sports and stuff like that and just expand a little bit more, you know, so people have an open mind. We're not just saying, oh, play basketball, and that's what it is. But uh, Mike said, uh, amen, brother, young players. Uh, that don't pass, you know, slash know their role, and try to make try to make it about them can cause the teamwork uh, against said players versus said players. And then uh, Kimberly put, uh, I worry about injuries that could hurt her basketball season if she plays other sports. Yeah, that's that's Kimberly. That's always a uh, always something to think about. I mean, you know, that injuries are always on the table. So if you play other sports, um, yes, they can get hurt. We just gotta kind of prey on that one, but at the same time, you know, keep an open mind. If she wants to do it, give it a try. But uh, I'm gonna I'm comment but, on both of those. Okay. I'm gonna okay. Say, uh, that, that Emily that made the comment on being hurt in other sports. Uh, Kimberly, Kimberly, yep. I, I definitely think you can get hurt in any sport. I was strictly a matter of fact. I I, uh, I tried out for football. Was mm -hmm. starting at the quarterback for my football team. I took a tackle in my leg. I quit that day. I quit the same <laughs> right, day. Right, I was a right. two-sport athlete until that day I got <laughs> I said, I'm out. Right, so right. I agree. Uh, so I stuck with basketball. Mm. And I continue to have injuries through my entire basketball career. Even right. just playing basketball, right. I, I continue to be hurt. So there is some studies that say diversifying your training kind of strengthens your body to go through a single school. Right. So there's some pluses and minuses. But I will say too, as the kid gets a little older, I've found, and it's my personal opinion, that coaches will start to make the kids make a decision. Right. So, right. hey, I know you're playing football, baseball, tennis, but I need you to make a decision right. on are you going to play just basketball, are you going to play just football. Right. So while they're young, it's, I think it's a great idea to let them do as much as they can. Right. Because they might, I, I want my daughter to be a basketball player, absolutely. Right. She kind of segregated the basketball. But right. maybe she's a better tennis player than she is right. a basketball. Or maybe she's better at track. But we don't really get into a lot of stuff. We're like strictly basketball around here. That's my fault. I, I can't right. blame for that because 
I play right. ball, and it's, and that's right. what I know. Right. Um, and she doesn't want to do anything else. You know, we played right. soccer early. We played some of the other sports. But I think it's good for kids to do other things. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's balance. You know what I mean? I'm going to end with this. Yeah. It's balance. It's, it's, you know, you can they can play multiple sports, but they got to have time for their bodies to regenerate, sure. to relax. Yep. I mean, it should be it should be a period where, you know, maybe like I, I, I really like, um, you know, for my daughter, we did the track and basketball, and then we gave her like a solid like two and a half, three weeks where she didn't do much. She wanted to shoot, Dad, let's go work out. Well, just sit your butt down and relax. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta find that balance, no matter what it is. I mean, a little rest is better than no rest. You know what I mean? And you know, for them playing games and games and games and games. You know what I mean? And, and practicing and training and running. I mean, our bodies are like cars. Eventually, something's gonna break down. Oh right? yeah. So as I said, like if you keep ahead of it and you maintenance your car enough, I think I think that you'll be in a good position that oh come down the line maybe it's something small but you know versus you know some season injury ending injury or something like that you know what I mean? And so, and I'll, I'll suggest to anybody who's listening to get your kid in the swimming pool as much as possible. Hmm. We uh, we spent. I mean, as much time as possible in the pool this summer. And it's fun right. to jump in and go swimming. And right. it's a lot of fun. And they don't realize that they're training in that water and they're strengthening a lot of pieces of Muscles. their bodies in, that, right. in right. that water. So if you can get in the water, just do it. And it's diversifying their training, too. Uh, bike riding. We stayed on the bike all summer. We, right. My daughter and I can ride 7 to 10 miles like nothing. Right. Now, you know, we started out 2, 3 miles. Now we ride seven, eight miles, right. no big deal. So we diversified our training. I feel like she's a stronger player, um, right. even though she plays one sport. And I've seen her, you know, be strong and be under the paint and block out. Right. And then actually her AAU team is playing a lot of boys teams. Right. And those boys are strong. You know, those right. strong boys that are pushing, uh, sometimes filing a little hard because they don't want to be embarrassed. Um, but I think that diversified training that she had, she can kind of take it. So right. it's good. It's good both ways. Right, right, absolutely. Hey, man, I want to thank you for coming. I want to thank y'all for listening. Um, if you guys have any, have any, um, any other parents or athletes that they can benefit from this, we're gonna kind of do this once a week. I'd like to do Sundays, um, and what I'll do is I'll give a little bit more notice. I kind of came up with this last minute, and uh, Keevan got off for me, man. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Oh, I had a good time, man. Thanks. I could talk basketball all day. So. All day. Well, we have to we have to add some people next week, man, to have a little bit more. But like I said, you know, we can add parents as well. So I mean, if you have some some gripes or something that's going on, let's yeah. talk about it. You know, we can kind of do it collectively, and let's help you out and help your child out. Cool, man. All right. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. All right, man. Appreciate nice you. Job. Take care.